This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Funny Raw. I am your host, Sylvia Sage. Joined in studio with me, of course, is my co-host, Dr. Eddie, giving us his public health perspective. Thank you, Dr. Eddie. And in studio, you guys, we are very um, warm welcome to writer, comedian, and friend, Christy McHugh. All that applause every time. They love you. And now they don't love you. (laughs) All right. So, you guys, today we are talking a topic that's come up to me on TikTok a few times recently. So I wanted to address it. And it is sex drive or numbers. Everyone is so concerned with this body count number. I've had so many people be like, oh, does work count against your body count? You know, what is your body count at this point? I stopped keeping track in high school a very long time ago. I actually, I did used to keep a little book, you guys, and it, I would write people's names and their phone numbers because it's obviously cell phone. And a rating thing. system. Not necessarily a rating, <laughs> but then I noticed that my book turned from people's names to just like guy in red hat from Clancy's. You know, like I didn't have names anymore to people, and I was like, "This is you banged a guy from Clancy's." Where we stop? Oh, so many guys from Clancy's. That was my favorite bar to hang out at. I was, I was going to Clancy's before I was twenty-one. Oh, I had my twenty-first birthday there. I don't know they what were that pissed. is. No, because there was a, a Clancy's that was like a uh, like a Olive Garden. So I'm like, you oh. went to Clancy's? Oh, our Clancy's was like a dive bar. Uh, yeah. Let's not knock yeah. Olive Garden. Yeah. Oh, I love me some Olive Garden, some endless soup salad and breadsticks. Don't get me wrong. That'll take my sex drive right up. I'll tell you right, right now. Or bring it way down with those breadsticks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it, I think as an adult, obviously numbers matter less and less. I think it's more significant when you're, you know, younger and people are actually keeping track of those things. But you know your number, Christine? Why is it even important? <laughs> People are always really curious yeah. about it, right? They think, well, but the, it, it really stems back to like those old ideas about purity and yeah. the virginal whatever and being each other's first. I wouldn't want to marry someone that I was their first and they were my first. I think that sounds absolutely horrible. Why are people asking you? I I mean, why do right, you know? Which is silly. I don't think I've ever been with a virgin. Have you ever been with a virgin? Yeah. Did you were you also a virgin? No. No. Have you been with a virgin? I don't. Well, a student once. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I mean, taught uh, anything in my life. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it I think it would be difficult for me. I don't think I would want to have sex with someone who hadn't had sex before. For, I mean, for guys, it's typically not a glorious experience. Right. It's super fast. You think it's glorious for the women? Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I could only speak. Yeah, I know. Right? And so those those first few times are pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot wrapped up into all of those things and losing this mystical virginity yeah. that is so important within guy communities in certain time periods, maybe less now because... People are having less sex now. Do you think it has to do with, because I feel like men sometimes like have a sense of ownership to a woman. Like that's my pussy, you know, like that's my woman. Like you won't have her. And 
when they break up with that person, then they, you know, throw that sexuality in that person's face. Like, oh, well, you just go be a whore then, you know, like, but meanwhile, you can go sleep with whoever you want. But as a female, if we move on too quickly, you know, oh my like, God, yes. Right. You have gone just disrespected them in so many oh, ways. Yeah. I, you know? that nothing. That meant nothing. Like, yeah. You broke up with me. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Well, I think these are weak guys. Well, right. That- and so guys that uh, aren't clear on their own masculinity and their right. own security and not coming from a place of understanding relationships and mm. all of those things. We're trying to move away from that kind of mentality and those kinds yeah. of old ways of thinking. Uh, but it certainly still happens. And it certainly still happens in this country in certain spark, uh, in certain parts of this country, for sure. One thing that I found fascinating that you brought up in the research, Dr. Eddie, was that this is a a myth because I think we have all heard this myth throughout Mm. our lives. And I asked Dr. Eddie, is this not true? Because I have heard the myth for so long, I've also been convinced of it. That the more sexual partners a woman has or the more uh, the larger penis she's with or if she was using sex toys, that that would uh, create these longer, more roast beef lips is the, you know, the vulva being stretched out by uh, large amounts of sex or larger penises. But that's not the case. That's a myth. It is, in fact, a myth. But women's bodies and men's bodies, everybody's bodies changes as we get right. older. And and so things loosen and things yes. aren't as tight anywhere. Right. Uh, and that just happens to be the genitals seems to be one of the ones where people mm-hmm. really focus on for men and women. But you're saying that this you know, this creature, whoever this person with the longer vulva lips is, is that you could have had this from early on in life. It's not necessarily something that has happened because you're just overused sexually. That's also very true that uh, men and women's genitals come in all shapes and sizes. Right. Uh, and it's actually quite a thing where women are reconstructing yeah. so that they can look smaller and tighter or fit into whatever ridiculous ideas they have. You know, it's interesting. I used to have uh, a roommate and she was not promiscuous in the slightest. And the reason she was not promiscuous is because she self-described herself as having those roast roast beef lips. And she was just so embarrassed by them that she wanted to get a surgery before being intimate with any more men because it was so bothersome to her. So I know it wasn't her sluttiness because if anything her lips were keeping her away from being slutty. Do you were know the guys I'm like saying? hang on, I got to take a photo of this. Well, I think that was a thing is men had made her feel so uh, incompetent because of it or unsexy. Oh, wow. Well, but okay. So let's go back one quick second okay. because everybody's learning about sex and pornography. Right. No one's talking about what the differences in anatomy, even if we look at anatomy textbooks, mm-hmm. like we're, there's not a lot of variety there. Only recently right. do we have people of different skin tones, right? right? In some books. And so yeah. we don't get a, a very good base of like the variety mm-hmm. uh, of what the world is like. So women have never seen perhaps a circumcised penis or an uncircumcised penis right. or circumcised in a slightly different way mm-hmm. or a curve one way or another or different sizes. and Color so, variations. Of course, which yeah. is all pretty normal and common. Yeah. The, of course, the same thing applies to the vulva. Right. Right. And so it's because we don't have a comprehensive understanding of anatomy mm-hmm. because even people don't know where things are most of the time. Right. But we also don't have like a very good understanding of the differences. So, yeah. oh, my gosh, that looks very weird because the 27 adult films that I've seen right. are 18 year old blondes. And now you are a completely different type of woman. Yeah. Perhaps. 
right? And so, like, I think all of these things are definitely combined things. Yeah. But I will say, like, I've noticed for me, I mean, I got into porn at 30, and I felt back then, you know, I looked at my vagina, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's a cute little petite thing. But I know now, nine years later, I'm like, I do notice that my lips not necessarily are hanging out, but they're longer than they were. And I, too, was like, oh, it's from all of the sex I'm having. You know, it's just a part of it. But no, it's You're also 10 years older? I'm 10 years older. Gravity is changing everything. I'm sorry. One year older. Sorry. 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 No, but in the same way that it would change it for men and make the ball sacks longer, you know, make the the stretch that the balls do, which, I mean, I know not a lot of people are a fan of big lips, but I'm a huge fan of big balls. (laughs) I mean. But big balls and, like, long, saggy balls are a little different, too, right? Oh, I guess. Yeah. 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 But I like a dingle. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love nothing better. Tell me, Christy, if I'm wrong in this, but... Mm. When a man's like hitting it from behind and his balls swing through and like hit your clit accidentally, I'm like, woo, look at yeah, this. It's yeah. like extra hands, you know? Extra hands. <laughs> and what yes. it feels like, you know? I don't know. I he should think, be using his hands anyway. Well, he should. But right. I'm just saying it's just that extra little like, pa pa. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> look at all these extra places being hit right. down here. <laughs> so I'm like, why can't we make the extra lips be a, a special thing also? They just give you more grip, you know? Like just hanging on to you for long. <laughs> I think we're, but we're not comfortable talking about our bodies changing. True. We're not talking, we're not comfortable talking about women aging oh, in yeah. this society for right. sure, right? Yeah. And so, like, everybody has this idea of what everything is supposed to look like, which we yeah. kind of keep like that 18 year old, 21 year old body in, in mind. Yeah. Um, not taking into account that we're sexual beings, hopefully forever. Right. Uh, and yeah. so, everything is, of course, going to be pretty different yeah and not work the same way or the right way or any of those things and it's pretty normal different tilts to different vaginas i have an older friend a woman and she's actually a nurse but she had that operation procedure where they go in they know they go inside and they like scrape the inner wall so she's feels more stimulation (gasps) she's like i "I feel like i'm a teenager all over again wait to make your so She's feeling the stimulation inside when now, like way more than she has in years. Do you know what that is? I don't. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> I mean, I feel like my like they, it's a like... laser. She said they use a laser and they go in and they just it's like kind of like a taking all the old cells off and she's like it's like I'm a teenager having first time sex all over again. Interesting. So when yeah. you said surgery, I thought the surgery that like takes the lips because they'll cut the lips and make them a little bit well they they could do cosmetic Mm -hmm. surgery with all sorts of pieces right Mm -hmm. interesting though to make it more sensitive Sensitive, i absolutely have to look that yeah yes you do yes i do because i would like to know she is quite frisky (laughs) interesting (laughs) i will say though um when like i got my breasts done i had no sensitivity in my nipples prior to my boobs getting done and then when they did my breast, something changed. And I got like so sensitive to the point where like I couldn't even let a sheet sit on my nipples for a while. Oh, really? You got yeah. more sensitive. Way more sensitive. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. It's so interesting. It seems I... like a gift. It really there was. Are some people that are so it really sensitive. Was. Yeah, it seems like a gift. I've never been. So well, it's always like. Prior to that, I could never, like, my nipples did nothing. When someone would touch them, I'd be like, that's for you, you right, know? But right. now I can, I, at the time, when they were new, I could have orgasm, orgasmed off of my nipples. That's gone now. I can't do that, but I could. Wow, back I could then. never. Yeah, at all. Back then. Yeah. Would you need a clitoral stimulation, or do you feel like you can come during sex without? Without, clitoral? absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. 
Wow. There's probably I can probably count on one hand times I have not orgasmed. Really? Yeah. So you just feel like you're already sensitive. I think all those years that I held out, I'm like making up for it. <laughs> that hold out in the beginning yeah. was totally worth it. I love Even that. though it's not right for everyone. Right. But you did say, but you said once you popped, you couldn't stop though. Oh, yeah. So like once you got it in, you were like, oh, now like, well, it's game yeah, on. Why not? Right. Yeah. That happens to lots of people. The the more sex they have, like if they have sex, the more sex they want. Yeah. Those I agree with that. Often go together. Yeah. But also, I think because she'd waited so long and you had this huge build up to it. I yeah. think once you took the the huge like I just myth. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The the myth it was the sex yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh, well, that was it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now I could do that with anybody. <laughs> that wasn't that crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I um. do you feel like you get experimental in sex early on or do you feel like that's something that you have to really wait for? With a certain partner or with it's just in general, in general, um, do you feel like you can spice it up early? Oh, yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's weird because in my old like, you know, like thinking back, well, you know how everything was so conservative in my yeah. upbringing, like that would have been like, absolutely not, you know, and you're, you're surely going to lose a man if you like bring out, you know, fly the freak flag too yeah. soon, yeah. you know, yeah. but no, it's like. I don't know. And it's and it's really um a woman when she does that I think it's uh it shows her confidence in who she yeah, is. That yeah. she knows what yeah. is going to get her off. Yeah. But it's interesting that you say you thought you were going to lose a man if you brought out like mm -hmm. any kinky stuff or oh, like yeah. risque things in the bedroom, you know? That yeah. you thought you just had to be this like puritan. Oh yeah, absolutely. In the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Sex with a sheet in between yeah. the two of you. Missionary. <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. right. You know, that's amazing. That's crazy. Okay, there are many things that control your sex drive, from biology to uh, psychology to social cultures and influences. Um, several things are going to make up your sex drive that may not make up your partner's sex drive or anyone else's sex drive. So everyone will be different depending on what is actually happening in their life stressors definitely so for i'd say that it, it's interesting because the expectation is that a lot of guys are supposed to have a really high sex drive and that's mm. not always the case mm -hmm. right and so that like testosterone has a lot to do with some of those things and so like some guys just have naturally lower testosterone or some guys uh their testosterone changes over time mm -hmm. uh, it's only a problem if you think it's a problem right but in most cases it's probably not a problem what about asexual people who claim to have like no sex drive is that an unhealthy place to be i don't i don't think that it is i, I don't know that much about that specific like demographic in okay. that group of people but what i would say is as long as it works for you it's mm -hmm. really the only thing that matters yeah i think some of the questions and problems when we're talking about sex drive are that a lot of relationships the two aren't equal for mm. the partners Mm -hmm. And so then it creates a variety of different anxieties and problems right. where one partner might feel that they're not attractive enough or mm -hmm. not wanted enough. And one partner might not even be thinking about it at all or yeah. vice versa. And so when we're talking about like the interconnectedness of relationships is when really the sex drive is an issue mm -hmm. unless you really genuinely feel it's an issue, at which point then that's when you go and talk to your doctor about it. Yeah. Have you ever felt you were in a relationship where your sex drives were wildly mismatched? Oh, God, yes. How did you navigate that? Um, and it's gone both ways. Like, uh, 
I came off of a, I don't know, like a month tour and I was, you know, you're Exhausted. not, you're not eating correctly. And I, yeah. you know, I was, I was not as, you know, I was softened. I was mm -hmm. not going to the gym as much. And I was like, oh, there's no way I can't, I just don't want to be touched. And how mm -hmm. can you even find this, you know, attractive? Yeah. Like it's all those things. And then there's also been the flip side where it was like, you know, his friends are like, can you tame her down? <laughs> <laughs> you're pulling him away from parties yeah. to suck his dick in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've that been was there. very specific. <laughs> I mean, I've been there. That's why. Maybe that was just my story, and I'm claiming yours for my own. It was a sushi restaurant, yeah. actually. Yeah. There you go. See? Are you going to the bathroom too right now? Oh, me too. Yeah. I think it could be fun, but also understanding that it's going to be different for everybody. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But what happens? What do we do when our partner? is vastly different in those arenas. Yeah, I that's think my question. A, that's a really important question, and that I think only the couple can decide that, but mm -hmm. there are things that some people do, right? Yeah. Whether that's opening it up or not opening it up, that. or toys, mm -hmm. or figuring out something in the middle that's going to get you what you need, uh, where they can be there, but they don't have to. Yeah. And I think the pressure needs to be let go a little bit, right? Yeah. And so, but we also have to be having these conversations for that to even occur. I, and we don't do that. I know we'll talk about it in the next episode, so I don't want to go too far into it, but what you said is sometimes uh, opening up a relationship, so taking out the monogamy, I find to be a very interesting conversation, especially when people's uh, sex drives are, are widely mismatched. I know I have met men who tell me they have you know, no sex with their wives, but their sex drive is still very high. And they've had the conversations with their wives to open up the relationship. And now they are allowed to have sex with other people to meet the sex drive, but they're still with their partner and who, which they love and respect and don't want to leave and want to have their companionship with, but have decided for his sexual pleasure or for her sexual pleasure, whatever it may be, he, right. he, whatever it is, is that someone has said, okay, let's open this up and take care of your needs in another way if I'm not meeting them. Probably say that opening up a relationship doesn't work for everybody, mm -hmm. right? And so it, it certainly can be a very bad thing in some relationships and a very good thing in some relationships. And it, it's about communication and consent and understanding, yeah. like so many of the things that we talk about here, right? Yeah. Uh, but people aren't having these conversations. And it's kind of been like a, a theme mm -hmm. uh, this month in a lot of the conversations. But if we're not even having basic conversations, some of these higher level communication deficits that are happening right. aren't going to be addressed. Well, I think something that does need to be talked about is some of the things that might cause a uh, lower libido. Sure. Uh, like medications that you may be on, whether it be antidepressants. Uh, anxiety medication. There's a, a variety of different types of medications right. that could shift it in either direction. Yeah. but often shifts it down. Yeah. Uh, and we don't even consider like, oh, I'm taking an antidepressant that may or may, so now I'm happier, but that doesn't mean I want to have sex more. Yeah. Right? And if you have like bipolar disorder or anything oh, like that yeah. as well, all of those things which are, are pretty normal and common in the mm -hmm. world, uh, those types of medications really do shift yeah. uh, the sex drive. I wonder if there's any, I mean, obviously we know there's like the little blue pills and stuff like that to like, well, the little blue pills Eggs don't in, increase sex drive. They, they only, only increase, increase the blood flow? Absolutely. You have oh. to actually be turned on to get an erection. You can't just take it, especially as we age. Yeah. Uh, you can't just take it and have an erection. You have to get uh, take it, oh. be aroused, gotcha. and then you have a solid erection. Gotcha. Like, arousal still needs to happen. I thought it was kind of like an happen. arousal. That's what was happening when you take that little blue pill. No, like, it's just... Uh, 
it's allowing more blood flow. Yeah. But all of the things that have to make the blood flow still have to happen. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I remember one guy I was with and he was so mad because I was like, mm. just wasn't into it. He's like, I didn't want to waste the pill. I'm like, what pill? I had no idea what was going on because yeah. <laughs> there's a window. Evidently. Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, absolutely. It's a few hours. <laughs> and also, like, isn't it kind of painful if you were to take the pill and you don't use your penis? No, 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 no. Not? So oh, okay. if you don't get an erection, now some things can go awry. You can get an erection and it won't go away. Right. Like there's all of those kinds of problems okay. that happen. Okay. Uh, and then there's the people that take the pill that don't really need the pill mm. that create like a psychological dependence on it, mm. which oh, wow. happens in the adult film industry. Oh, quite a bit. Really? Definitely. I'm sure. Yeah. Certainly. Well, it would be almost impossible for mm. uh, an average man to get aroused to be everything. aroused yeah. on. On command. On command for yeah. seven hours. Right. Which is whatever you're filming a scene or a movie or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've never been on film. Like, I've never been on set, so I don't mm -hmm. know. But from what I understand, it's many, many hours yes. where you have to be at the drop of a dime erect yeah, again. Right. Yeah. And a fluffer is only going to go so far. Yeah. All of those things. If you even have fluffers. No. Everyone right? always okay. asks that question. Okay. And I think maybe in the 80s, there sure, was like sure. somebody on the side to like jack you off. Right. No, not anymore. It's okay. Like you do it yourself or like if your scene partner likes you, they might. Scene partner. Yeah. They might that's come fair. over and help you out a little bit. But right. that's about oh, that's it. Funny. Do you ever feel like anything in your life, though, Christy, has like changed your sex drive? Do you feel like. That is what I was just going to ask. Yeah. So I feel like. I have the same sex drive, but sometimes with like I've been in a, a past relationship where it just all of a sudden I did not want to be with that person anymore. Like you're just you're attracted Sexually. to them. Yeah, just like why does that happen? I think I still have sex. The sex drive, like I'm still, but with that sp certain person. Probably more psychology. Is it? More what's going in relationships. All of those things. Or the pheromones have changed. Have or? so much. Well, for sure, yeah. right? Uh, all of those things have <clears throat> played such an intricate, complex role in how we get aroused, in sex, in all of those things that we, we kind of take a lot of those complex variables. For granted. For granted. Mm. But can you also <laughs> regain that, though? That's what I keep thinking. I'm like, if it went, it should come back. Because well, I feel like that happens with a lot of tons married of couples. therapists that work through all of those things. Yeah. And, like, therapy works really well. Sex therapy, relationship therapy works really well for some people. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things are to get over whatever some of those things are. Because mm -hmm. they're not all biological. We like to think, oh, well, I'm just not attracted to you anymore. And that's it. Yeah. And that's it's not... That's not it because it's super complicated and much more complex than we give it. And can still come back and, and maybe it won't come back. And maybe that is just the end sure. of it. But Maybe you, know. you were just done with him. Yeah. he's <laughs> Well, he's since moved on. Just, yeah, that was a horrible. But was, I think there was a lot of psychological things wrong in that <laughs> relationship. But I think sex drive, sex drive ebbs and weebs in our lives in general, let alone in our relationship, uh -huh. you know, because of everything else, stress right. and, you know, life and everything is getting in the way of it. But we have these expectations sometimes that it needs to be the way it was that first six months right. forever. And that's one, not realistic. Two, nobody actually wants that. Yeah. Right. But we like to think that that's the way it's supposed to be. So if it's not that, now we have a problem. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want that? I mean, things the are original great. Original sex? Such, what? Like the original sex? Yeah. Like the, well, in I the mean, beginning does, days? I mean, I, I could imagine a world where you don't want to have sex every night and not sleep. And you don't <laughs> want to does, pull over to do it just because yeah. you're in the heat of the moment. I can imagine a world where that might chill out a little bit, yeah. which is pretty common in relationships. After uh -huh. a while, 
chill out a little bit. And that yeah. comes naturally. I think. Oh, I remember the days when you were with somebody and you'd have to pull the car over to have sex with them because you were just so Definitely. into it. Oh, so yeah. much fun. So fun. Getting yeah. picked up from the airport. Right? And back yes. To the place. Yeah. I don't have had that. Not had that in a while. I miss me that. Neither. Oh, man. Way to make me lonely. Way to really destroy it over here. Way to go, Christy. All right. Let's see. Where are we Somebody's listening to this podcast. I know, Take right? care of that woman. Right? <laughs> Many people, well, it's a a common thought process that many people will lose their libido the older that they get and that, you know, women especially will lose their sex drive. However, I feel like, and you're, you always tell me I'm not as old as I think I am, but I feel like now my sex drive has only gotten higher than it was, especially in my 20s. Um, I, I was more promiscuous in my 20s, I think, but I think my sex drive in general, like I want to have more sex and sure. better sex and orgasmic sex. You know, I want to have the, I love, you know, nine things happening at once. Like that's <laughs> my style of sex now, as opposed to, you know, my twenties, it was like, I was fine with missionary. And if he got off great and if I did, no one cared, you know? So my sex drive has become totally different now, but you're saying just in general, because of testosterone levels or estrogen levels changing that by nature, they will Decline in our decline some, okay. and it, it could be a variety of things, right? As we age, we often are on chronic medications. Mm. As we age, mm -hmm. we don't have the mobility we used to. Ah. As we age, those things become less of a priority. Mm. Post men's post menopausal changes occur that might deprioritize it. Mm. Like that's all of all of that stuff is pretty well off from yeah. where you're at. Um, but I do know that. Uh, older adults still have a very satisfied, wonderful sex life. Yeah, right? we hear about these nursing homes it's just still blowing happening. up. Yeah, and so, but it should still be happening, and it's wonderful. Uh, yeah. but it, it's not going to be pulling over when you're driving from the airport. Right. Right, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of planning. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I can, I can see it going down when I be, you know, healthily accept that a little bit, just for my own tiredness. You know, <laughs> but what it's annoying, like there's an older dude, like if he had one more complaint about a sciatica, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my during God. sex, wah, is that wah, what you're talking wah, about? Like, oh, God, as he's fucking you and he's like, can you get on top? My back can really hurts. Stretch that yeah. out. Hey, why I don't mean, we try and be more understanding and forgiving of our partners and plan not ahead that one, though. <laughs> so that so that. Maybe he can take something for his sciatica, or you can plan the twenty-seven positions that are okay yeah. for, the sciatica, for the sciatica that they're going to get you off. Mm, he did go. say he was sweet though. He's like, "Oh, you take my breath away." <laughs> Turns out You're I was like, stepping on his oxygen yeah. feed. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> Quite well, literally, you killed the men. Good for you for giving back. <laughs> yeah. I'm a helper. I'm a giver. I'm yeah. a giver. <laughs> and not, you know, eliminating certain members of our community. That's good. Very inclusive of you. Yeah. We appreciate I what think, I can. I think it's important to remember that we're all sexual beings and of we're course. always going to be sexual beings. And Nana probably had lots of sex at some point and she's probably still having sex and good for her. Yeah. Right? Good for her. She's yeah. probably not driving from the airport to do it. <laughs> but, you know, between the roast beef and the... <laughs> And the breakfast or whatever that. Oh, <laughs> Lord. There's nothing wrong with roast beef. It is delicious, okay? <laughs> and Arby's makes a hell of a sandwich, okay? I'm <laughs> just saying. Nothing Indeed. wrong with a little low-hanging fruit. That's of all. Of course not. So Dr. Eddie found a very interesting uh, 
piece of information that <laughs> I found interesting is that despite the stereotypes that one in six men report having low levels of a sex drive, like their testosterone, right? Yeah. And yeah. you're saying, so testosterone is the only sex drive that meant, like that is sex drive in a man's testosterone? I mean, it's not the only anything because okay. we're all way more complicated than that. Okay. Uh, but it's certainly an important variable when it comes to it. And it, the same thing works for women because women, of course, have testosterone as well. So uh, the, what those levels are can be tested mm -hmm. and they have uh, things that you can take as supplements. Right. All of those things. Uh, but that's only if it's a problem. You're sure it's a problem. Your doctor, your physician has decided that you've had that conversation. It's not something that you want to like go on Amazon and order up because you and think it might be wrong. And yourself up, right. Absolutely not. Can you, that, can you overdo it on testosterone also? Yes. And is there, what is the negative side well, to? You get a mustache. Oh. <laughs> well, but for, for men. Women. But for, no, I'm saying for men. Can it yeah, I mean. Yeah. You don't want too much of anything. We're all like really fine tuned and specific. Mm -hmm. And so when we get too much of anything, things go wrong. But that's what I'm saying. If someone were to do the at home testosterone you should and not. they're shooting up. You're not okay. going to do that. Yeah. No one should be doing that. Yeah. It's uh, something the physician has to check. Okay. The physician has to probably do it very slowly and very, very tiny amounts, okay. not what someone's going to think off the internet. And what is the danger behind doing too much? Well, I mean, it can have different impacts on different systems in your body, okay. not to mention erections and all of those things. Okay. But it could go horribly awry in a variety of things because that testosterone impacts hair growth, okay. impacts vision, impacts all those things. So, wow. like, you don't want to mess with any of that stuff ever, period. Okay. That is for physicians. Only see only, a doctor, yes. And special physicians, okay. right? Not every physician specializes in those yeah. kinds of things or even does those tests. And it also goes the same way with estrogen and progesterone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that becomes even much more own. complicated mm -hmm. uh, because there's so many people taking estrogen um, on the DL over the or counter, over the counter right. or doing it from different countries and mm -hmm. regulating all of those things can be very, very dangerous and bad things happen. Yeah. yeah. But it can be very like I um I was anorexic like severely, you know, and I was I had that auxiliary hair and was, I lost my period for eight months. Wow. And uh, the doctor, she put me on estrogen progesterone and it's just like a, a lotion and mm. it kickstarted my body back up. But yeah, then you have to, it's very, you have to regulate that, you know, and then wean myself off of it. But yeah, you know. It, Did you feel physical differences? Did you feel physical differences when you when were When I taking was taking it? it? Mm -hmm. um, I've never been on it. No, so. I didn't. Okay. I mean, I could tell, like, you know, I was getting healthier. I could mm -hmm. feel that. But um, as far as, like, sleepy or hair having... Uh, like a hot flash or anything no, like that? Like, nothing like no. that. No. But, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that differs with everyone. But because I didn't, personally. when a woman does go into uh, menopause, menopause she's losing all that estrogen. Is that correct? I mean, the... It's a loss of the estrogen? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So, that's what I'm thinking, like, the hot flashes and something like that. I was wondering if, like, you getting to that level, like, was had any i don't know repercussions to your body no i mean not me personally but i mean there were too. right the clear repercussions mm. were not having a period yeah right like, oh, those yeah. are all pretty significant changes yeah. to the human body that yeah. shouldn't occur right that's why some of this stuff is really dangerous yeah and the problem becomes not everybody has access to a doctor right right and so sometimes our bodies on the outside don't match our 
bodies on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so that creates like that creates its own kind of separate, different issue. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's not necessarily what we're talking about here, but it is certainly a possibility mm -hmm. and one that's very serious and important. And a, a physician should be having that conversation with that person as well. Yeah. So not to take away from the severity and importance of that type of issue. Um, but some people do want to take more testosterone because they might be more manly or they might be able to lift more weight or they might be able to do things that they couldn't before. Is there testosterone in steroids? Is that what the steroids are? The, it depends on the steroid. Okay. Oh. So So steroids aren't necessarily a steroid. They're different. They're different things. I don't know anything about steroids. They're not. Well, I mean, I'm not an expert in that area right. as well. My understanding is that uh, there's a variety of different types and they do different things. And they can have a lasting effect. Oh Case gosh. in point, the baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Steroids. Yeah. <laughs> My friends are like, why were you asking him that? We're not shaming anybody. Oh, oh no, we're okay. not. <laughs> just him. Just him specifically. <laughs> but I think, so I think the, the takeaway, obviously, is going to be that sex drives will ebb and flow throughout the course of our lives, throughout the course of our relationships. But unless you specifically see it as a problem and it's a problem between you and your spouse, then outside of that, you probably wouldn't need to do Anything. much about it, right. right? That's just a part of some of our lives. Some of us are extra sexual, some of us are not. But if it is a problem in your life and you are expressing concern for your love life or your significant other and maybe you don't feel like you're giving them all that you could be, then maybe do address a physician and go and get the uh, proper uh, levels that you need to get that sex drive up. That may or may not do that. Though. It may or may not. Right. Okay. And so because it's not the only variable at play here. Okay. So this, whatever this specific number is, does not equal seven times a week. Right. Right. And so right. it's going to be psychosocial, environmental things yeah. that are going to impact all of that. Of course. And so if you're stressed with anxiety all of the time, no amount of testosterone is going to yeah. change that. True. And so... We all have to be really, really careful when mm -hmm. it comes to those kinds of things because it, it's not just one thing ever. Mm -hmm. And we're obsessed as yeah. a society with a, a simple answer. Yeah. We want one thing, one pill is going to fix it all. Right. But that blue, blue pill is not going to miraculously make you want your lover right. if you don't want your lover. True, right. true. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you, you might be able to fake it a little bit, but it's not going to change that. And yeah. it's not going to make you want to have more sex or anything right. like that either. So. Okay. And numbers don't mean a thing. And numbers asking. definitely don't mean a thing. It's not going to change uh, your character. It's not going to change who you are. As a but it also doesn't tell anybody about somebody's True. character, too, yeah. right? So let's say Dorothy has had six partners. Yeah. That tells me absolutely nothing about if she's a nice person, right. if she's a wonderful person, is she a caring lover? Does she give head? Yeah. Like, doesn't tell me any of those things. True. Right? And so, like, what the hell does that number even mean? Let's say Dolores, right next to Dorothy, has a hundred partners. Mm -hmm. That also tells me nothing about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why are people obsessed with it? Well, I mean, I... And I can't answer for everybody, and there's probably a long history behind it. But there was a, there's certainly an obsession in our culture with purity and of women. Like, of women, yeah. There absolutely. is no question of the amount of partners that a man has had. That matters to yeah. no well, one. Well, it matters to the man if it matters to the woman that yeah. he's trying to Impress. court right now. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Because it also, you know, men will tend to 
oversell the number of women Definitely. that they've had and <laughs> especially women will try to undersell right. the yeah. amount of partners that they and it depends had. who you're talking to right? right so if the guys are with the guys, guys yeah. that's different if the ladies yeah. are with the ladies that's different yeah uh if the guys are with the ladies that's probably a really different conversation yeah yeah, yeah. Only three before you, and mm -hmm. I was in love with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Only one, but it yeah. didn't count <laughs> right. for X, Y, Z reason. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, I don't know, that sounds horrible to me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But we shouldn't be lying about sex, and we certainly shouldn't be lying sure. about our histories, because all of that stuff is really important. Yeah. For the health, like, health, yeah. for the health stuff, not only can we be more, have more agency and mm -hmm. have all of those things, but also be more secure in the people that we are, yeah. which brings us confidence, which makes us potentially better lovers. Amen to that. Right? And so I think all of those things are complicated and it's not just one answer to anything. Yeah. Uh, but we don't like complicated. Yeah. Right. Oh, I like complicated. Right. I like it. As a society, we don't like complicated answers. That's why we want like 16% say this. Right. But that 16%... Boy, do I have questions about that 16% and what even questions were asked in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there was no conclusion. No, <laughs> no conclusion to this show. Right. No, I think the conclusion is, is it will ebb and flow at the end of the day. Uh, maybe change some things that are in your life. Maybe uh, try and get away from some of the stressors that are in your life. Plan for things. Plan for, you know, some sexual getaways. Go bag. Get your to-go bag. Get your tote bag. Get your tote bag ready Lube, with your sheets. Lube, sheets, yes. Your, lube, your change of clothes. I don't know what else you're going to need in there. Some condoms. Yeah. It's going to be different for everybody. That's true. Right. That's right, true. Right. Maybe a little pillow to uh, set your knees down on. I would love that. You mm. know, just a little soft surface. Or we could carry them for our partners. There you go. Whatever. <laughs> All right, guys. Christy, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on ChristyMcHugh.com, ChristyMcHughComedian on Instagram, and a funny, funny girl on my YouTube channel. Oh, because she is a very, very funny girl. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Eddie, for your public health perspective and all the research you do for the show. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time, adios. Ciao, ciao.